Hello, listeners of the Calvary Cast. Welcome in episode 91. I am Graham Parker, associate pastor at Calvary Bible Church. And alongside me is not Jess Miller today. He is out of commission, out of the office. So I'm flying solo, but not alone. And I have with me special guests in the studio, John and Jana Floyd. How are you guys? We're good. Thank you. Good. Thanks for having us here. Is this your first podcast? Yes, it is. Absolutely. Is this your first time listening to the Calvary cast? Correct. I guess. Yeah. (laughs) So we have this tradition of asking people if they're on our podcast, if they've listened to our podcast. And I don't think we've had anybody on that's actually listened to it. (laughs) (laughs) I've listened to sermons. Okay. That's different than the podcast. That's different. So we'll make you um, fans of it now or something. I don't know. Anyway, we wanted to have you on because you are missionaries that we support and have been in partnership with for a number of years. And so we're going to have a conversation today about your life, I guess, in many ways, and how the Lord led you into missions. Very good. Okay. Sound good? Mm-hmm. Um, so let's just kind of start at the beginning. Would you both just share, uh, how did you come to know the Lord? What's your background? Where you grew up? Things okay. like that. Do you want me to go first? Sure. Okay, so my name's John Floyd, and I grew up in Middletown, Pennsylvania, and um, my family was very involved in a Lutheran church mm. as I was growing up. So I went to Sunday school and learned the Bible stories and all that stuff, but um, I don't recall ever hearing the gospel preached mm. from, from the pulpit, and and looking back, it feels like that church was pretty dead spiritually. Yeah. And... Uh, Sometime when I was maybe 12 years old, maybe 13, I don't remember exactly, but I went to visit another church for some reason, and there was a visiting, you know, a guest pastor there, and he gave a very clear gospel Mm. um, presentation, and he had an altar call, and I did not get up and go, Mm. but I sat there in the pew, and I really felt convicted and Mm. accepted Christ that time into my life, and so that's how I came to the Lord, and uh, um, so... Yeah, Go Jenna, ahead. what about you? What was Well, I was in a church family. Um, I don't know if that time, maybe my mom was a believer. I don't think anybody else in our family was. Mm-hmm. It was a Methodist church. And um, so I didn't really have, I definitely didn't have a view of the gospel. I didn't really even have that much of a reverence for God. Mm. Um, went on to uh, college and um, just was looking for life in all the wrong places yeah. and uh, pretty much made a mess out of my life hmm. uh, through college and graduate school and then postgraduate, just um, traveled a lot hmm. looking for really, I mean, we went to the most beautiful places in the country and still hmm. felt my heart was unmoved. Hmm. So, um, but it wasn't, I moved to Maryland at one point, I grew up in Michigan, moved to Maryland and there were some Christians around me. I didn't really know it at the time. But um, I started at one point. Somebody invited me to a church, and it was a um, it was called Grace Fellowship Church in Baltimore. And I joined a little small group, mm-hmm. and I was the only non Christian there. And mm. of course, they were all like, "Oh my gosh, this hippie girl's there! <laughs> what are we gonna say? How are we gonna offend her?" And um, yeah, I was like, I had no idea all the conversations that we're yeah. having in the background, but um, but still walking in darkness. But I love the message that my life could be different. Mm. Like I was kind of in the self-help mode of Christianity. Okay. I'm like, oh my gosh, I could be different. This could be different. Yeah. But more self-help than like, you're not worth, like you're not, not worth, but you're not going to be changed. You're going to be transformed. Yeah. And so at one point I got to the, um, 
one of those end of myself kind of mm-hmm. thing. God brought me to the absolute end. And I didn't really know anything about the Holy Spirit. I didn't really understand what was happening. I, I really literally got on my knees and just said, God, I'm making a mess of my life. You can just have it. It's yours. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was one of those transformationals that's re- transformations that's really like over overnight ab- overnight wow. absolutely overnight and i came back to my small group and i'm like telling them what happened and they're like what and and they start talking about the holy spirit i'm like well what's the holy spirit yeah. and they're like wow wow we got some things to talk yeah. about yeah so yeah how was, old were you when that happened 28 or 29 okay. no maybe maybe like 25 or 26 i'm not even sure how old i was but hmm. yeah I was almost 30. Wow. So, so John, you got saved young, right? Younger, y- younger. What happened in those intervening years then before you guys got yeah. together? Yeah. So, um, you know, I was, I was a pretty good kid growing up mm-hmm. and, and didn't really get into all the trouble that trouble I that, <laughs> that uh, Jan experienced maybe and some others, but, um, uh, God was, was faithful. Yeah. And, uh, so I didn't really see very many changes in my life right away, but in, college when i got to college um my soft i think no maybe it was my freshman year it was in uh, 1987 okay. actually so it tells you how old i am right <laughs> i won't say um, what year i was born <laughs> so I, I i went with a group of uh other uh people from from bucknell university where i was attending at the time to uh the 1987 urbana okay uh conference which is uh i don't know if you're familiar with it but Ur- i've heard of it they but... have they have it every three years okay is it still and, going on yeah, I'm sure it okay. does. Um, so it's Urbana, uh, Illinois, I think. Mm. Yeah, Urbana, Champaign, Illinois, and they have it's a missions conference for okay. like I, I guess it's InterVarsity that sponsors okay. it, but it's the, like the largest college missions conference or whatever. And so you know that that didn't really get me into missions per se, but it, what it did was it really solidified my mm. desire to spend time in the Word each mm. day and to grow and to to develop my relationship mm. with the Lord. So from that point on, um, it's been, you know, a very steady walk with the Lord and, and growing. Mm. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how did you guys come together? How did, how did you meet? In Maryland, really. I okay. already, I was there. And I was there too. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Hey, that, <laughs> there that's we good. We're in the same state. <laughs> yeah. So it it's was, not a very big state, right? It so it'd be easy to find one another. <laughs> it was what, 95, right? We we met in 1985. That's right. right. And March, I was I, I was working at Bethlehem Steel at the time as a manager. Okay. And Jenna was running her own business at the I time. Was running a and team building organization for businesses. Really? Yeah. Well. Yeah, okay. And so uh, we, Jenna had mentioned she was going to Grace Fellowship Church uh, as she came to the Lord, and I was attending a, a house church in Grace Fellowship Church as well, um, a different group. Uh, than she oh, was so a in. small group small within group, this okay right. but yeah. it's a really big church so we didn't okay. we had never ran into yeah. each other yeah. in the church itself but my house church leaders knew Jana. they had gone to Kyrgyzstan we had gone to together. Central Asia together on a mission mm. my first mission on a short term trip, trip. Okay. Right and mm-hmm. so my my leaders were Jeff and Carrie Schulger and they knew Jana from from the the trip and they knew what she did and they invited yeah. her to come to our group to lead our our community group or, or house church in these team building activities, okay. which is what she did for a living. And yeah. so that's how we met. Um, we met at that mm-hmm. when she came and led our group through some, some team building activities. And the rest is history. You're like, <laughs> did, did you walk in? You're like, I no. think we'd make a good team. No, she, she didn't even <laughs> notice me. Oh. <laughs> sorry, I noticed John. her. <laughs> I was, I was like, going, I, I was like going, that girl. I was going, um, 
rock climbing the next day. Okay. And I kind of mentioned it, and both John and this other guy, Don, said, My hey, you know, Don. hey, can we go with you? And I was <laughs> like, I'm like, sure, you guys can go. And There's a bunch of people, like 20 So we went, singles. and uh, it was an indoor rock climbing gym. Yeah. And we went, a bunch of people, and then we afterwards we went to this little restaurant downtown Baltimore, and it's kind of a funny story. I was sitting just with across from one other person, and we were waiting for our order, and she went up to get hers, and I came, and I went to get mine, came back, and she wasn't there anymore. John was sitting in front, across from me <laughs> okay. instead of her. Strategic. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> I'm like, where's Don? <laughs> and John's there, and then... Anyways, he, he uh, I was leaving afterwards, and I said, I think I just got asked out on a date. To get John <laughs> I asked her for a phone number because yeah. I was afraid I'd never see her again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So and then we, you know we went out, and it wasn't like big startling thing sure. at first, but then the Lord just it was very quickly we we connected. Yeah, after, and then we that was in April. We got engaged in August and got married in December. Hmm. Same. Wow. Year. So we're like. Yep. You know. If you know, you know. Yeah, no. Yeah. We do. So it's it seems like even before you're together, the Lord's already doing things, though, as far as missions, right? Absolutely. And working yeah. in your hearts. And uh, and I, I didn't mention this, but yeah. I, ever since I started working full-time and making money, I was supporting missionaries. Mm. Yeah. So, um, you know, when I, in 1990, when I graduated from college, I moved to Baltimore and, um, you know, I started working and I was like, I know I want to tithe, but I'm yeah. not really part of a church yet. I don't yeah. know. It. And so I asked my older brother who was a, a strong believer and I respected him a lot. And I was like, you know, what do I do with all this money I'm making that yeah. I want to tithe? And he said, right. well, you know, why don't you s- support some missionaries? Yeah. And so I started doing that. And so huh. all, all of my working life, I've always been supporting missionaries financially. Cool. So. So then, so you get married in 1995, right? And Correct. Th- and then it's not for what? How many? Fifteen more years before you're sixteen. On? Sixteen years. Yeah. You're on the mission field. So what? This is, I guess, what I really want to kind of yeah. right. hone in on. Right. What moves? So at that point in your life, you're forty some years 44. old. Forty four years old. Middle of your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you decide we're going to up and leave, and we're going to move to Mexico. Well, Jana probably has some, a little bit, you know, back up because okay, yeah, when right. she was, when she became a believer, why don't you? Well, the fir- one of the first things that my small group did for me when I first became a believer is they they introduced me to it's called the Perspectives on the World Christian Movement class. Okay. Yeah. Which um, I want to talk about a little bit more later because yeah. that yeah. radically shaped my view of the Christian walk. Okay. And that God's, you know, our goal as Christians is to, I mean, is it, one of our purposes is to worship mm. and worship is what missions is about. It's yes. about people becoming worshipers of all yep. nations. So right. that vision was very big and immediate and right from I the beginning do, for you. Absolutely. It was yeah. like when you think about imprinting, Yeah, <laughs> right. I was imprinted on, this is just who we are as believers mm. that we are part of this incredible task to reach nations so that more people are worshipers. Yeah. If you look at the end of, in Revelation, yep. all the nations are worshiping God. Yep. So that just, that set the tone for my entire walk. Mm. Like, how do I spend my time? Mm. What do I do with my money? What do I do with my life? And so that, I never really wavered from that. That's awesome. And to, um, yeah, just to, to add on to that a little bit is so shortly after she became a believer, she was, you know, in, immersed in this this missions direction and, and she joined the, uh, what was it in in the church Grace Fellowship? Yeah, I was the, part of the missions. The like I was on a, I was on a training. Um, or yeah, I was like an intern, okay. ready intern, to go. Yeah, right. they were training me to go in the mission right. field. Wow. So, so when we met, she was already in this in process or pipeline to yeah. become a missionary. Because and, and uh, so then when we met and and you know, we, you know, got engaged and everything, and 
and you know, I, I was not there. I, you right. know, I was like, you know, yes, I support missions. I'm a giver uh, supporting missions, but you know, I have no desire to go long term mm. at this point. And so for me, it was I'm the one that ended up taking that long to, mm. to get there. And uh, one of the things Jana said, you know, <laughs> if uh, if you want to get married, you have to take this perspectives class. <laughs> and I was like, oh, if that's all I have to do, I'm there. Yeah, Sign easy. me up. <laughs> right? That's, uh, that's easy. So. so did you put an ultimatum on it then? Yeah, yeah she did. I know. She did. She did. Yeah. You know, if we're going to do this, you really need to take this course. Yeah. You okay. can see where I'm coming from. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I agreed to do it. And, and uh you know, we got to, uh, married in December, and um, we were in this class that started in January, yeah. mm. right after, you know. And so she was, t- you know, she sat through it again as an alumni, and I was taking it, uh, auditing it. But, um, yeah, it's re- it's a really powerful, life-changing course. Mm. And, uh, yeah, maybe we'll talk more about it later. Yeah. But, but um, it definitely impacted my view of scriptures and God's heart for the nations and from genesis seeing seeing missions throughout the bible you know old testament everywhere Hmm. and not just as a new testament thing Hmm. and so it got me um more fired up for missions and still not wanting to be a a full-time missionary but you know over the next few years we got involved in leading our missions team Hmm. at, at uh crossroads community church in maryland and so, and then we were leading short-term chip trips every other year hmm. to uh, Nogales, Mexico. Hmm. And um, so, yeah, that was, that's part of the process. So uh, eventually um, my pastor and I, I had invited my pastor to go with me to an ACMC conference, which is Advancing Churches and Missions, Missions Commitment. Okay. And I don't know if where that is but anywhere they were in it was like in richmond virginia or something or hmm. it was somewhere kind of local yeah whatever, it doesn't matter um <laughs> so we went to this 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 conference and uh i was kind of struggling or wrestling with the idea and, and and had been for a while maybe for a year you know i i was praying to god and just saying you know lord if you want us to um you know go full term or you mm-hmm. know go, go full time to just really change my heart and and I was kind of enjoying my job at the time yeah. and and I definitely didn't want to give that up. So yeah, what were you doing? I was a a manager at uh at Sparrows Point Bethlehem Steel. So you're in a career I'm I'm job. in a, you know, I'm in a career job. I'm I've been there for 20 years and and uh you know, I'm making really good money Yeah. And, and you know we've got five kids, you mm. know. So, you and know. this time, uh, sorry to interrupt, but this time, Jenna, are you during while while John's wrestling and praying and all the? Are you like we got to go someday? Well, yes. I mean, I'll, it, probably ninety five percent. Like, let's just go. Yeah. We got to a point where our family life was just so sweet, though. Mm. In Maryland, we had a little farmette. We had all yeah. the animals. We had the horses right. and the chickens in the garden. And I'm like, it's idyllic. It was. And I'm like, I don't know if I could leave that. Mm. And I remember voicing that saying, oh my goodness, that's a really dangerous thing to say. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and, but God did change my heart on that. Yeah. And, but at one point I was so, I was so content with my life here or there, Maryland, that I wasn't sure, but that was, mo- that was a shorter period yeah. of time, but yeah. Yeah. So anyway. So, so yeah. yeah, going back, you know. Um, God was making things more difficult at work mm. and it was more stressful and I was enjoying my job less. And, and so mm. I was getting more of the sense that, yes, we should go. But this big 
for me, the big stumbling block was the finances yeah. and, you know, to, to leave a, a job that, you know, you're getting, you know, eighty, ninety thousand dollars a year mm-hmm. back then mm-hmm. and, you know, supporting my family. I'm like, you know, how, how, you know, is God going to provide right. for us to, to be able to support all of our kids and make this transition and stuff? So, so back to this um, ACMC conference, my pastor said, you know, well, what's what's really preventing you from making the decision to, mm-hmm. to go? Because we were we were talk, talking and and I told him that it was this financial thing. And he was like, well, why don't you apply with the Southern Baptist Convention? Mm-hmm. Um because the the IMB um, they provide 100 percent of the financial mm-hmm. support for their missionaries, and our church was and part of that. Was, okay. was a part of that yeah. because we had been giving to that over the years. Yeah. Even though we're, we were not Southern Baptist, we were like an independent church. Yeah, he he was from that background, so our church was supporting them over the years. So they would support right. one of their missionaries. So we applied, and for me that was like a big hurdle. It's like, mm. well, okay, well, if the finance isn't going to be a problem, right? Let's, let's go ahead and do this, right? And so we applied and <laughs> we got rejected. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We got rejected because they, they, at this point, they were like, you know, we don't want to take anybody that has teenagers. Huh. And Rebecca was just turning 13. <clears throat> okay. They said, you know, we've just seen kids really struggle. We're like, okay, okay. Yeah. Like, all right. So it was a big shock. But at that point, we, we kind of backed up and, and we said, let's, hmm. let's ask some, some of our close friends over the next month to, to pray, pray for us for yeah. earnestly for a month. Right. And then we decided to pro- apply with Pioneers, which is an organization John was already giving to for okay. missionaries. And we applied. Um, like we had the application in like, August. In and September, we were in September, Orlando we were at the training. candidate orientation. Yeah. By October, we had chosen a, a people group that we wanted to focus on. By January or February, we had the money. Wow. Almost all the money was raised. Wow. Yeah. And was so, over, which is a lot of money. So the thing that was a stumbling block for me, you know, God really answered. Made it like a huge blessing. In, in a short amount of time. Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, within four months, we had all the support we needed. Wow. Most full-time missionaries take years yep. to develop yeah. their, their yep. full support. That's one thing, though, about going when you're a little bit older is you mm. have friends that are well-established. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, we've been watching yeah. you guys for years. We'd yeah. love to support you. You're like, mm. wow. And so they give the, they don't. It's not like $25 a person. Right. It was more substantial. substantial because they were established. You know, they're in their mm. 40s also. Um, so at this point, you, you're... You've got your support. You're ready to go. How old? So Rebecca is 13 at this time. 13. Yes. Sam's yep. 11. Um, nine. Ben is Ben just turned 10, and then Emma's, Emma's seven. seven. Catherine is two. Barely two. Barely two. So one of the questions: How did you come to determine where you wanted to go? What What was the? Yeah. Well, like I mentioned earlier, we had made several short-term trips okay. to New Dallas, Mexico. So yeah. we were a little bit familiar with the culture and. And the language, I didn't really know Spanish at all, but Jana had studied Spanish, and she was an exchange student in Mexico City for a few know, months, yeah, yeah, a few months, whatever. So she she had a, a a basic grasp of Spanish, and so that was familiar. And one of the other things was, you know, the proximity to the states, because we had a, a family of seven. You know, mm-hmm. if if we end up going to you know Indonesia or somewhere right. half the half half the way around the world, you know, the international flights are yes. super expensive for yeah. you know a family of seven. Yeah. <laughs> so financially, there was right. a, a reason, but also right. you wanted to be 
close but to our, fa- our parents. Our parents were elderly. Yeah. yeah. And um, and we didn't want to be leaving them to right. just our family's care, other right. siblings. So right. we wanted to be able to still be a part of their life. Yeah. And we wanted to be with unreached people. Yeah. So we contacted, we found out, okay, who's what organizations are working in Mexico with unreached peoples? Mm. Mm-hmm. And so... Could you, could yeah. you define for people what unreached peoples are? Yeah, so that's one of the terms that you learn if you take the perspectives class. But uh, a people group is the... Uh, smallest group of, or no, the largest group of people that share a common language and common culture mm. and one other thing. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> Religion, I think. We can edit so, that in. Later. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think it's the, the language, the culture, and religion. Okay. So the, the largest group of people that share that, that common thing is a, is a people group. Okay. And, and, and so anytime in the Bible you see the word nation yep. or peoples, that's what it's referring to is, is, is a group of people like that that are kind of unified, kind of similar. But not and, necessarily and, geographically. Okay. Right. right. Like the that's Navajo a, Nation, yeah. they don't have their own country, they right, have, right. but they have a common language, culture, and religion. And so an unreached people group is, is, is a group of people like this, but they don't have enough of an uh, evangelical presence right. within their own people to evangelize their own people. Okay. So so it's typically in missiological terms it's less than 2% okay. uh Christian. Okay. So um so in that case you you've got this large group of people who don't really have any opportunity to hear the gospel yeah. in their own language yeah. or own culture and so you need to have missionaries come and cross those language, yeah. linguistic, and cultural barriers to present the gospel until they have enough people within their own group to evangelize their yeah. own people. And, so and there's sense. a biblical warrant for this too, right? When Paul says, I want to go to the places where the gospel has exactly. not yet been Yeah, there's proclaimed. no foundation. Absolutely. Yeah, right. he's right. very clear about that. Yeah. So and, then, you know, and, and then Acts 1, that's also, you know, you start, he's like, Jesus says, go, go from, um, you know, Jerusalem, Judea, yes. Samaria— to the ends of the earth, and that's implying that you know, all the way till all the peoples right. are reached. So, so you're you're headed to Mexico. Yeah. Uh, sports is raised. All of those different things, um, and we can the we'll we'll do another podcast some other time on the key things the Lord has oh, taught you uh, yeah. over the last ten years. Um, some of the maybe you could speak to, and you have a little bit already, but just some of the again if as as we're Recording this, I'm thinking about people in our church that are mm-hmm. in your same stage yep. of life. What are some of like the joys and the sorrows of uprooting yourselves, moving to a foreign place, mm-hmm. uh, things mm. like that? Well, I think, you know, so many of us can stay in the States and minister among people in our own language and culture, but the, the percentage of people that go and actually step out of their own culture into another culture mm-hmm. that can, and, and can live in that kind of thing. There's such a small percentage of people that are willing to do that. It's like so many are willing to stay and, yeah. and actually be productive Christians. Right. But there aren't that many that are willing to go. So there's a sense of like, you know, of making a difference in your yeah. life in a way that others, that's that not being done. It's not yeah. being duplicated. So to me, that sense of, um, of doing something that matters mm. that it wouldn't get done. I mean, God can make it happen, but that um, it's not a priority, so it's mm-hmm. the need is great, mm-hmm. and so to me that makes it a meaningful re- reason to leave right. behind things. Um, I mean, I don't know how many times we've read in that in um, Luke just about you know whoever's um, take up your cross 
daily and whoever tries to hold on to their life is going to lose it and like yeah. and whatever i lose he's he promises that he's going to give right. back and so because there is a loss i mean and we yeah. aren't with our family our kids kids don't get to play with their cousins like they mm. would when they when they were here and they don't get to go to the homeschool co-ops and we don't get to go to the library and yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of cost um we don't get to find great places to hike I mean, it's just mm-hmm. there's a lot of cost but i just keep going back to you know god promises that yeah. he's i can't outgive him right and so i you know i've come back to that i've counseled other missionaries on that when they're in tears that mm. what's going on at home and they can't be there i'm like you know what this god is you know we can't outgive him he promises that if as we sacrifice this is such a small thing compared yeah. to the glory to come and and so there's joy in doing something meaningful. Um, I, there's great benefits for our kids. So there's a practical mm-hmm. level. They get to have a life that most kids don't. And it's, yeah. and our kids, I think all of them at this point would say it was definitely worth it. Mm. Some earlier than later. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but I think like one of the big things you're saying though is, uh, it's not like immediately joyful always, right? Like no. sometimes the, some of the difficulties, like you're talking about leaving family, not experiencing some of the, the like, but you're saying there's an eternal benefit that one you take by faith, right? Yes, like, absolutely. Right. That there's this, then there's this element of understanding that missions is the means by which God say brings people from every tribe language. Absolutely. It's for His worship and right. His glory. Right. Yeah. yeah, and so I get to be a part of that. And even though this is hard, mm-hmm. and I'm not getting to partake of these other things, there's something of far more value. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No, I for sure. That's fantastic. Um, one other question. Sure. What advice? for people that might be in this phase, right? Mm-hmm. They're in the John phase where they're like, I'm wrestling. Work, yeah. is, work is becoming more difficult. Um, I have this nagging sense that maybe I should yeah. pursue this. Well, you know, I think that there's a great opportunity for a lot of people, middle-aged, even retired, hmm. to work in missions. Yes. It really is. Yes. And because you have the maturity of walking with God much longer and through many more things than the fresh missionaries that get there in their yeah. 20s and they're like, oh, I'm so glad to be here. It's awesome. Like, there's just, there's a lack of um, solid, weathered Christians mm, on the mission seal yes. at the time. So there is, there's definitely a place for that. But if we, we were talking about on the way here, like what are some things that would be key for people? And one of the things... Um, we thought about was is just to evaluate your own walk with the Lord mm. and to get feedback from other people about that. Like, mm. you know, say, where do you see me in my walk with the Lord? Mm. And um, where am I growing? Where am I stagnant? Just to get a pulse on yourself and with, yeah. but with people that you trust yeah. to give you the truth. To be honest. Yeah, to be very honest. And then say, am I making disciples here? If you're going to expect, you can't make disciples over there if you aren't involved in church life and just making disciples wherever you are here. Yeah. Um, so looking at your own life and saying, you know, is it something that God's been raising up and training me to do that it seems like the next step would be to go s- somewhere where it's not being done so readily like here? I mean, like, it's just different. There's churches in every single corner, it yes. seems like, you know, so it's yep. not the same. So, and then I think one of the other things we thought about was um, this perspectives class. Yeah. Okay. No, I, we're going to talk more about this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want me to talk about it now? Yeah, or go ahead. Me to, okay. And, yeah. Um, well, I'm going to read you this little blip sure. on the after thing. It's a perspectives on the world Christian movement is a paradigm shifting course, 15 week course that helps believers from all walks of life discover how God is redeeming people from every tribe, tongue and nation and how he calls all disciples to participate with him. And the course explores biblical, historical, cultural and strategic dimensions of God's redemptive story. And um, 
it has had a radical effect on missionaries mm. all over the world. Really, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a I, global I, Personally, talk. I can. Yeah, I mean, that. I've yeah. taken the course I four be times in Mexico right now. If it weren't yeah. for the perspective. Then they had. There's a class coming mm-hmm. to Grand Junction in really? January. The, the spring of 2023. Mm-hmm. We'll put a little plug here. That, yeah, January 24th, <laughs> May 16th, Tuesday evenings at the Connection Church. Okay. 2938 yeah. North Avenue, Grand Junction. Okay. So, anyways, that would probably be one of the biggest things. It's just to, mm. is to, to grow your mind and God put it in God's scriptures from beginning to end about God's heart for the nations, mm. the importance of worship of all nations before His throne. And this is um, an easy first step taking yeah. the perspective yeah, it class. Is. It's not like you're you're leaving your life here. You know, just this mm-hmm. is a, an easy first step. And uh, and it's other people that are going through the same thing, asking the same questions. Yeah. Right? From right. different churches, which is actually really fun. It's very yeah. good. Um, another thing we did a good bit of was um, reading. Like mm. I, one of the books had just come out at the time was a book Radical by Ma- yep. uh, David Platt. Platt yep. And that was a great book for us to read. Yeah. We read together. Um, and then missionary re- reading missionary stories, biographies, biographies yes. uh-huh. to our kids for read-alouds. Uh, Jenna right now is reading uh, Gladys Al- Allward, yeah. Gladys Allward, yeah, yeah, reading her just stuff. Just keep reading those yes. for your kids. Oh, yeah. my goodness, it, yeah. It helps promote a, a heart. I'll, I would add to this, too, because I've thought about that. I just finished reading through Desiring God again. and his, I, That's... Okay, his chapter on missions, I'm like, oh, this is good. Let the Nations Be Glad yep. is his book. That's a book of the yep. month that'll probably be December's book of the month. There it is. And <laughs> that is... Yeah. It is... I don't think I ever made it through that whole book, but just his first couple chapters is, yes. like, powerful. Yeah. And I, I just want to say, uh, you know, when we talk about worship and stuff, you know, some people say they go to be missionaries to a certain people because of their love for that people mm-hmm. and, and stuff. And and that's not why I'm ministering among the Taramara. It's not that I love the Taramara so much, but I love God. Yes. And God deserves glory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it well, like all these things, it it stirs your affections for the Lord. Mm-hmm. And then you go like you're you can't yes. not do this. Right. God well, deserves to be worshipped by yeah. the Taramar. He yeah. deserves worship from every language and every every people group. Mm. Yeah. And when people come, sometimes go to the field without that bigger picture, mm. they don't always last. Yeah. Because their vision isn't big enough. Yeah. They're like, oh, I just love these people, and, yeah. which is great. I mean, I really do probably have more affection for the Taramara than other missionaries do, but, um, and that definitely helps. But I think people have to have just a, a big enough a vision. A big vision of right. God, mm. a big vision of his purposes. Yeah. So that you don't, because things have pummeled us. Yes. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, there's been some 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 very big heartache in our mm. lives in the mission field, and um, but we're still there. Yeah, praise God. Yeah, and that speaks to that bigger. Thing Absolutely, in view, right? You've got to have a big vision, or you can't do it. And I mean that that's true of all of life, right? You know, like yeah, uh, the mission field, life in the U.S., whatever it is, right? It's this vision of God is deserves to be worshipped and praised yes. in all situations, mm-hmm. and, and that sustains. Uh, any other things on that you want to bring out or any other things that we've left out or well i would encourage people to go on a short term do some short-term mission yeah. trips i think you just got to get your feet wet try yeah. it get your passport if you don't have yeah. one there's things you can right. do just very practically that you you can't go to another country if you don't have a passport so, right. <laughs> so just take just, some basic steps yeah you know yep and just do it and ask the lord and he'll make it clear right mm-hmm. Well, uh, this has been an enjoyable conversation. I think think our people are really going to be blessed by it. So we do hope this conversation has been helpful to you, and we're praying that the Lord would raise up people from our church to go to the nations uh, because our God is worthy 
to be worshipped. Uh, if you have questions or comments, or ideas for the podcast, you can reach out to us. You can email us at thecalvarycast at gmail.com. If you're part of our church, come up and talk to us or text us or call us. You have our information. At Calvary, we exist for the glory of God, the good of his people, and the Great Commission. So until next time. Thank you.